it's pretty hard to be vegan and not end up like crying your eyes out at what humans are doing to the animal kingdom. Um, you know, Ian had cats mm. growing up. <laughs> I had hamsters. Um, we now have a little dog uh, who's very cute. And it's absolutely just heart-wrenching to think what's going on, um, whether it's, whether it's you know, pigs or chickens. Um, when you see those videos and you see what, what humans are doing to animals en masse, it, it's so sad. Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to get those happy hormones firing. My next guests are Henry Firth and Ian Thesby, founders of Bosch, the best-selling cookbooks and online community committed to helping to get more plants on our plates. In this podcast, we talk about their journey to becoming vegan, experiences of stress and burnout from previous jobs, and how they're keeping fit and entertained at home with Peloton workouts and dance raves. I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, how's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Mm, really well. Thanks. You're you're bubbling up together. Yeah, yeah. We yeah live in the same place that we work. Uh, oh wow, nice. In this house, so yeah, very bubbled. It's where the magic happens. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly. cool. Well, thank you both so much for joining me on the day's podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you both on. You are welcome. So you guys have built. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, awesome. So you guys have built a vegan empire, haven't you, over the past five years? It's insane. You guys have done so well. Um, but what led to you, for you to focus on plant-based eating? Was it as simple as watching you know, a documentary like Cowspiracy or What the Health that kind of changed the way you started thinking about food? Yes. So, I mean, vegan empire sounds like kind of scary. I, I might be <laughs> just to say, what do they call it? A body of work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just write lots of books and write lots of recipes and film lots of videos, um, which maybe sounds nicer than vegan empire. It sounds <laughs> like it's ready to like invade or something. <laughs> Take over. Um, yeah. yeah. But essentially, um, the story is probably the same as many, many people who chose to go vegan. You know, we, um, Ian was on a challenge. Uh, he then showed me Cowspiracy. Both of us went vegan within about a month of each other. We both felt amazing. I was coming at it from the environment. Ian was coming at it from uh, kind of health and, and a challenge. And then we came around to, you know, the animal reasons for being vegan and also the humanitarian reasons for being vegan, the kind of inequality that exists throughout the way food is distributed. And uh, it became our life's calling. Mm-hmm. That's why we yeah. set up Bosch. No, it's brilliant. And obviously you've, you've launched lots of books, but Speedy Bosch is your latest one. Um, and you were meant to be going on a book tour, weren't you, through, throughout this current time. But because of lockdown, you've had to do it all remotely. What's that been like for you as a, a duo? Because obviously you're very you know, ambitious and you know you like to, to cover a lot of ground to get your books promoted and stuff. So yeah, what's it been like? Um, yeah, we've been lucky enough for the past few books that we've done to sort of do these um book tours that have sort of gone around the UK and, and into Europe and all the way to the United States. And yeah, wow. uh, obviously this time around, it was a way different to what it has been in the past. Um, I think we were both really quite um, disappointed that we couldn't get out of the country, but you know, no one could. So we just <laughs> kind of took it on the chin and uh, did what we could. So yeah, we, um, we've been doing lots of stuff on Zoom, as everyone seems to have. Uh, lots of stuff um, like by podcasts on the phone and uh, I think that we've still managed to sort of talk about Speedy as much as we would have if it um, to as many people yeah but just in a completely different way um, so yeah like everyone we've just kind of taken this, um, this this modern world on the chin 
So I don't know if you guys know, but DOSE is um, it's an acronym for your happy hormones. So dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. So we've talked a little bit about your career and what motivated you to becoming vegan in the first place and how you've built an amazing brand. But now thinking about you two as a, a duo, as um, you know, uh, founders of a business, can you describe a little bit about how your relationship works? Like how did you meet and who's in charge of what in the business? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so we're mates, right? We've been mates since school. It must have been 20, we were talking about this the other day, 25 years ago? Yeah, right, so 25 years ago, we've known each other. Marriage. <laughs> and, uh, but we weren't bezies. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, oh, Ian and Henry. Um, we were just mates at school and uh, in the same group of friends. And then I guess around nine, eight or nine years ago, Ian moved down to London, mm-hmm. uh, moved into my flat because I had a spare room. We were living together. And then we started working together on this startup. Um, so our relationship went from like flatmates to flatmates and workmates. And, um, and I guess that we worked out we could work together. And when we both went vegan at the same time, it made sense that we worked together on something to try it. Cause we really, we found our life's calling, you know, we really wanted to try and promote vegan eating as a means mm. of reducing climate change to reducing inequality in the world and to uh, reducing suffering for animals. As far as uh, like our, uh, who's in charge of what? I mean, we both do a bit of everything, right? So we're constantly writing recipes, we're constantly making videos, and and we're constantly writing cookbooks. I think we both weigh in on everything. Ian tends to handle a little bit more of the food side of things, and I han- tend to handle a little bit more of the tech side of things, but we both can do both. Um, and and yeah, that, it's quite hard to split us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's quite intense working with the same person day in, day out. So what do you do together like when you're not working? Um, like, are there any like things that bond you together? Are you like, you know, avid climbers or do you like to go mountain biking? Well, um, we both are really into dance music and uh, okay. we've got some decks that we both like to play on. And uh, in fact, we do it live um, like every second Friday. We, uh, we, we, hmm. we go on to the Twitch channel that we've got. It's twitch.tv forward slash Bosch Live. And we do this thing called Bosch Lounge where we just go and play like um, just dance music for a few hours. And uh, it's really good fun. Yeah, it's really good fun. And I think oh, awesome. you know, like that's when, when it, the fun things are happening in the world and we're not locked down as we are right now, you know, yeah. we'll often just go, we have the same group of friends as well because we went to school together. So um, probably the biggest kind of relaxing activity that we'll do together will be hanging out with our mates. Might involve nice. dance music, might just involve a pub. Mm-hmm. Um, or now that everyone's having babies, more and more parks <laughs> and day markets are getting involved too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so oxytocin, our relationship hormone, is a lot about emotional empathy. Um, can you just talk a little bit about your like your love of animals and like how this has affected you in your turn to becoming vegan? Has did you both have dogs growing up, for instance, and has that affected it? Yeah. So um, I would say, and I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Ian, but mm-hmm. I would say that both of us came at it from a non-animal point of view. Okay. um, Ian was on a challenge and and I was on a, uh, yeah, I was big on the environment and I was shocked to see how much we were damaging our planet through Mm. animal agriculture. But then you start to look into the animal side of things and you start to watch films like Earthlings um, and and you start to realise just how unjust everything that's going on in the world is for animals. And I think it's pretty hard to be vegan and not end up like crying your eyes out at what humans are doing to the animal kingdom. Um, you know, Ian had cats mm. growing up. <laughs> I had hamsters. Um, mm. We now have a little dog. 
who's very cute. And it's absolutely just heart-wrenching to think what's going on, um, whether it's, whether it's you know, pigs or chickens. Um, when you see those videos and you see what, what humans are doing to animals en masse, it's yeah. so sad. I think a lot of it is we're so distanced from animals, aren't we? When we go to the supermarkets and we buy our prepackaged meat, it's easy to kind of disassociate ourselves with what's going on. Um, but I think when you're kind of, you know, living on a farm and you actually see the animals that are then going to go to slaughter, that's when it kind of like kind of settles in, isn't it? Like I um, yeah. went on this yoga retreat and there were like piglets running around everywhere, but like playing with the puppies. And to me, that was a real mind excuse the word fuck because i was just like <laughs> how how i was seeing my dog and then seeing these pi piglets in the same light and thinking no well, I, yeah. I wouldn't eat my dog but i'm you know would i a piglet so you know, yeah i it's... was um it, visiting my granddad in plymouth and i went for a run in the fields like near where he lives and there were all these cows right there's like you know about 30 cows in his field and i just stopped to have a look and then they all walked over to me <laughs> and I was like stood there at the side of the road with 30 cows just like half a meter away from me. And they're, they're such curious animals. They really are. And then uh, about, I don't know, a year later, I was walking with my friends in the countryside. We walked past some cows and I was like, let's go say hello. And they were like, you can't go and say hello to cows. They're just going <laughs> to run away. And I was like, trust me, they're curious. So we kind of crawled up in an unmenacing way towards these cows and just like sat on the floor. And sure enough, before long, we were surrounded by about 40 cows, all just mm. looking at us and wondering what we were doing, what, what we were and what our game was. And I think they're such curious, beautiful animals. And it's so sad that we uh, kind of enslaved them. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, so now thinking about like serotonin and self-care. So how do you both handle work stress? Do you have um, like, do you, do you fall back on a meditation, for instance? Are there any apps that you guys use to calm yourselves down when it's all getting a bit too much? Um, I would say the best thing we both do is exercise quite a lot, mm -hmm. um, like da exercise daily. Um, I think that's probably the best way to sort of unwind. Also reading as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I'm, I've kind of dabbled with meditation, but I find that there is meditative practice in other forms of, in other aspects, walks of your life. So mm -hmm. like you say, going for a long run and just sort of like getting your body moving and getting your mind do what it needs to do, or um, like doing some kind of strength related work or, um, or like I say, just kind of just like, just getting into a good book. Um, yeah. So that, that's, the, that's how I would answer that. So I'm, yeah. I'm big into meditation. Um, okay. I like, have been since I was about 15 years old, but then I, I find I come in and out of it. So I'll like do it for a few months and then I'll stop doing it for a year. And then I wonder why after that year I'm getting like anxious and janky and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm really liking at the moment is Sam Harris's uh, app, Waking Up. I don't know if you've seen that. Obviously mm -hmm. everybody knows the app Calm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've found that's that's, quite a good one but I also found after a while um the lady I think she's called Tamara Levitt who does the uh does the meditations it just I almost just got into a pattern with her voice where it stopped working for me mm -hmm. yeah Sam Harris he's this absolute dude I know you've been watching YouTube videos of Sam Harris I recently have, yeah. haven't you um he's an absolute dude from the states uh and he's got a meditation app which is kind of vipassana focused and I'm really appreciating going through it in a structured way. He takes you through it. So I'm trying mm. to do that about 10 minutes every day at the moment. 
Nice. Do you think the accent is such an important part of it, though? Like whether you get on with someone's voice or not. Like, yeah. so do you, you obviously find that quite easy going to listen to. Well, do you know what? There was this one that I did like about uh, eight years ago called Seven Masters One Path Meditation, and you mm. have to look it up. It's only I think it sounds like you can get CDs. It's proper old school, um, but it's like taking the seven different what they called masters, which was like religious leaders. So there was like um, Buddha, there was Jesus, there was Muhammad. Uh, I can't remember the rest, but there were seven of mm. them. And they took one fundamental teaching of each and turned it into a key phrase that you say to yourself. So you've got seven mm. key phrases that you go through as you meditate. Um, and on the guided meditation, there was like a 30-minute version, a 20-minute version, a 10-minute version, five-minute version, and a one-minute version. And after a while, you get in the habit of kind of going through those mantras yourself so you don't even need to listen to the audio recording anymore. And that's mm. a really cool skill if you can kind of get used to leading yourself through the meditation. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes like, people's voices can be a bit annoying. Yeah, I know that I used to like this Scottish guy's voice. It was just so smooth and meditative. And then, yeah, I just used to almost make me fall asleep, to be honest. It was just so nice. But you know, that's, that's great <laughs> advice. We'll, we'll definitely have to look that up afterwards. Um, so obviously today at the time of recording is Blue Monday. Um, are there any like feel-good dishes that people can cook from your recipes that might give them a bit of a lift? I guess this time of year, we all want to hunker down and tuck into some comforting broths and soups and things like that. I, th I think rather than um, say any sort of recipes, I'd just like to say um, just the practice of cooking anything mm. is probably really, really good for your overall mental health and just general mental well-being um, because it's really good to sort of, you know, just lay your ingredients out and just approach uh, approach it and sort of go through it methodically. I think actually the, pro the process of cooking from a recipe is quite meditative in itself. So yeah, mm -hmm. I suppose um, just as long as you're cooking something that's reasonably healthy and, um, and, and it's the sort of thing that's going to put a smile on your face, that is definitely the sort of thing that's going to help you out. Yeah, and that, mm -hmm. that reasonably healthy point Ian just made is so so important because obviously it is Blue Monday and, um, you know, we're, we're cooking to try and encourage people to feel more happy. And I think one of the things is what we eat really can affect how happy we are mm -hmm. and how mm. we feel. Now, because it's Blue Monday, you might be feeling like, oh, I'll just reach for the Deliveroo and I'll get a burger or mm. get, you know, vegan fish and chips or go for one of those kind of cheat meal options. But actually, it's not going to really help you feel better. Mm -hmm. um, what we found and, uh, is that actually eating a slightly healthier food, but that will still give you that kind of uh, serotonin boost, that's a better thing to do because you're going to be happy while you eat it and you're going to continue to feel good after you eat it. So as Ian mm. says, stay on the healthy side if you can. Mm. What are your thoughts just while we're on the topic of those brands that try and copycat like, you know, like quite dirty options like you know burgers fish and chips like you said and then make them vegan like do you are you for that or do you think it's a bit of a like a cheap thing to do no all, all for it it's uh yeah if yeah. there's um, a big company that um have, have sort of made made their name in sort of fried chicken or beef burgers or whatever mm. and they're sort of dipping their toe into the vegan space and that's surely a good thing for all involved yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. I, I think do you know what? Do you not find the vegan meat thing often comes up, right? Yeah. Whenever we post a video about vegan meat, people come and they're like, I can't believe you're talking about vegan meat. Or whenever, you know, we support a brand and, and that brand, you know, happens to make animal products, then people aren't happy with that. And I think the thing is, like, 
these are signs of progress, right? It is good if the mainstream, the food mainstream, is latching on to vegan as being a growth space because it means they'll be investing more in it. It means more people will mm. eat more plant-based options. It means there will be more plant-based options. And you know what? If meat eaters like eating meat, and if we can make plant-based foods that taste like meat, then that will get more people eating plant-based options. So yeah. we think it's good all round. But what we do recommend is you try and uh, have it in moderation. So 80-20, 80% healthy, 20% on the kind of fun side, naughty side. Yeah, yeah, nice. If there's one thing we all need right now, it's a little more joy. Joy can come in many shapes and forms, and in flavours too, which is why Fortnum's is filled to the brim and bursting with deliciousness this winter. From sparkling tea and delicious infusions to joy-giving hampers and personalised gifts, So whether you're saying thank you, marking a special occasion, or simply letting someone know you're thinking of them, there's nothing quite like giving the gift of Fortnum's. Visit fortnumandmason.com and send a parcel of joy to their door. So how has turning vegan affected your mental health, like the two of you? How, yeah, how were you feeling before you turned vegan? Were you, did you suffer from anxiety at all or bouts of depression ever? I would say it's quite hard being the founder of a business. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was the founder of a business before uh, and that was relatively difficult. So I think you get, yeah, there, there is such a thing as, as founder depression, founder anxiety. And I would definitely say that I had that in the past. I think the, the vegan choice was really powerful because what it gave me was a, a cause to fight for, a purpose in life. And that helps you with the kind of getting up in the morning. Uh, it helps you power on through. Uh, it gives you a reason, a reason to live and a reason to exist, which I think is really powerful. Mm. But as far as like daily managing your mind is concerned, honestly, morning exercise is, is the best thing that I think uh, well, that I've found or that we've found to uh, counteract those kind of slight negative tendencies that can fly around in your head. Yeah. And from your experience of burnout as a founder in another life, like how, how have you kind of changed some habits so as you don't make those same mistakes again with Bosch? Oh, man, uh, everything's different. <laughs> everything's different in Bosch. Like, Bosch, this is purpose-driven. Um, we're not really motivated by money at all. Um, we both worked together in the previous company. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not very motivated by money. We don't do what we do because of money. Um, we're purely interested in how many plants are on people's plates. Uh, we haven't taken investment. We haven't hired many staff. <laughs> it's pretty much just us. And uh, we just work our asses off. Um, yeah. I think all of those were lessons that we learned. And probably the final one is one we touched on before, which is just kind of looking after yourself, whether it's exercise and reading for Ian, whether it's exercise and meditation for myself, um, keeping a journal of the thoughts and making sure you're kind of getting that stuff down on a daily basis and just having a kind of a little bit of self-focused structure to every day Mm. yeah no that's really good advice so getting to endorphins which a lot of us associate with exercise and I know we've touched on this already you both need exercise in order to start your days properly but are there any like uh, classes in London say that you really swear by or do you prefer to work out alone um how are you finding at-home fitness at the moment do you uh, (laughs) have you ever discovered Peloton for instance any brands like that or do you just make up your own workouts (laughs) 
they should be able yeah. to see one in the back maybe yeah oh there we go <laughs> how did i know <laughs> yeah there's a peloton back there um, yeah so well at the beginning of last year i kind of thought to myself i want to do a um a new year's resolution and the new year's resolution was to exercise every single day for a year and uh i did it and uh, in that exercise uh, i did bikram yoga did swimming did the peloton uh we um like um trained um a body weight gym um yeah so like all like the, there's not any sort of specific classes apart from the bikram yoga studio the sadhana um mm -hmm. in Copenhagen. but um yeah it was it was it was an important sort of decision to sort of get uh the body moving every day and uh, do you know what i think it was um, i can't recommend it enough like getting people moving every single day is such a good thing but of yeah. course now we're we're locked down yeah so and we, we've got a house full of people that are exercising on a on a nearly daily basis and um i'd say there's a lot of video classes going on in this house right so you know whether it's the peloton which mm -hmm. is not someone leading you through it although i like to put something on youtube and watch that and just do intervals yeah. rather than actually follow the teacher um but you know we, we've definitely got quite a lot of video classes mm -hmm. going on in different places amongst the different housemates yeah amazing and so do you like to work out together or are you a solo exercise? solo we do solo yeah yeah, yeah we yeah. pull on the solo tip yeah it's true because yeah. you get into your own head, you've got your music on, um, yeah. you know, we spend all day working together. And if we go out with friends, we'll often go out with friends together. So I think that especially first thing in the morning, sometimes you just want to like get your head down and crack on. That's like you. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of time to yourself. Yeah. And apart from the dancing, of course, which I presume you do together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Not at the moment. Though. No. I mean, we've been in yeah. the house for a year. Yeah. Um, so obviously exercise is a great way to get our endorphins, but as is, you know, like sweet treats and, and, and things that make us, you know, feel euphoric and happy of which cake is, is a big one. And I swear I saw a Bosch cake when I was strolling down the, uh, the bakery aisle in, <laughs> in Tesco last week. Is that right? Have you guys branched into cakes? That's right. Yeah. We've, uh, yeah. we've got, we've got uh, three um, sort of ready-made cakes that you can just buy from a couple of the supermarkets as doing Tesco. And then we've also got um, bake at home kits as well. So you can nice. get those on like the vegan supermarket, uh, the vegankind.com. Our bake at home kits. Yeah. And also at Waitrose and Asda. Of, and Asda as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get the lemon fizzle cupcakes and the, um, and the chocolate brownie and the ultimate fudge cake as well. Very good. Yeah. Nice. What are some of your sweet treats that you prefer? I mean, as it's like, do you have a preference with any of those? Oh, oh. Good question. The lemon drizzle cake is amazing. It's better than is it? yeah, because yeah. It's I nearly I nearly bought it the other day. Oh, did you? Then, did yeah, you? but then I wasn't sure if the friend I was buying for was vegan, so I was like, maybe I'll, I'll just try it first. But I'm sure. I mean, it looked delicious. Yeah. So oh man, it's really yeah. good. It's got the obviously the lemon drizzle going mm. through it, and when you get a bit of that drizzle, it's just mm. so incredibly tangy and zesty and zippy and delicious. Nice. Um, I'm also a big fan of the chocolate cake, but I think my favourite is we've got a grab-and-go Rocky Road bar that you can get in some Tesco's. It's just yeah. a little bar like that. Mm -hmm. It may be coming in another form before too long, but it's absolutely incredible. But the problem with it is it's just so Moorish. Yeah. So, so you more and more. just buy one. Don't buy more than one. Mm -hmm. Else no. that will go in one sitting. 
Nice. And yeah, what are some other ways that you guys kind of seek out those endorphin rushes? Like you touched on exercise and and obviously cooking is a big one, but yeah, is there is there anything else that you guys do together like in in the normal world? Like do you do you travel a lot or you know, do you like extreme activities anything like that? Yeah, I'd say, like- I'd say in the normal world, um you know, as a duo, we get quite a lot of traveling mm. normally. Mm. Um, you know, we're conscious of our environmental impact and that's been a big thing for us about how we can offset that. But, you know, this time last year, yeah, well, we were on the other side of the world. Yeah, we did buy. That's it. We've done a lot of promoting vegan food in America. And mm. if we hadn't been locked down now, we'd be in Australia um, trying to get Australians to eat more vegan food as well. So, so travel yeah. is definitely a lot of fun for us. And the nice thing about travel is when you do it for work, you squeeze in the odd day here and there where you just go and do something fun. Yeah. And that's always a dream, uh, especially if you get taken around by someone that's local, which mm-hmm. we often do. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. travel's a big one. Mm. Yeah. Have you discovered any really cool like, vegan hangouts in places that you've traveled to in the past? Oh, I mean, uh, we went to Los Angeles and there were some marvelous uh, vegan restaurants out there. Um, mm. Gracias Madre was one, which was really, really good. Uh, there's one that we went to and we ate about four or five different dishes. We made a little vlog about it and mm. goodness, um, Cafe Gratitude. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, my days. The food over there was something else. Um, and it also is that restaurant's like not too far from the beach, which is obviously really, really cool as well. Um, so, yeah, Los Angeles has got some incredible vegan haunts, as has uh, Amsterdam. Vegan junk food, yeah. vegan junk food bar. Nice. That was good. That place is absolutely incredible. They make um, the most realistic vegan fish um like kind of shrimps and tuna mm-hmm. and salmon and stuff berlin oh, there's yeah. a wicked restaurant called i think it's called soy yeah 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 um, really good that one yeah so you it's really nice to you get to go and uh find vegan food in certain places and then you get to go to some places where vegan food is really not that easy to find mm-hmm. uh like dubai it wasn't that easy or bakewell or Bakewell, yeah, yeah we went to Bakewell up in Derbyshire. Yeah, we were hunting for a vegan Bakewell tart and couldn't find one, so we had to make one. Yeah. I oh, really um, just got that craving. Yes. <laughs> so we were definitely quite big into travel and we did a few we did a few like vloggy videos around the travel we were doing. Mm. Yeah, obviously that stuff just shut down. Like, yeah, that's it. yeah it's such a shame, isn't it? But what about here in the UK? Have you got any any favorite restaurants or cafes that you like to go to together? Um, I mean, Club Mexicana just off Carnaby Street in London um, yeah. is amazing. Like their their tacos are absolutely delicious. Um, there's another like we've been to Bristol a few times. Like yeah, we, we kind of went on a couple of book tours down there, and they've got some fantastic little cafes and just a generally yeah. just really nice forward thinking plant based scene. So Bristol, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's um, Omkara, mm. which is uh, like vegan Indian food. And that is, you, you'll find that at Vegan Nights, this amazing festival. And Omkara is like, I'm on there. Their vegan chicken oh tikka naans oh are just mm. next level. And then another one we were big fans of um, was Picky Watts. Uh, so that is like the most incredible pizza um, with kind of various different kind of doughs, yeah. speciality doughs run by a couple of wicked Italian guys that we know really well. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today on the Dose Podcast. It's been brilliant to have you on. And I know you're super busy, guys. You've just launched Speedy Bosch, haven't yes. you? What was yeah. that last yeah. year? Yeah. So how many books have you written to date? Is that like four, number four? That was the fifth. Or more? Yeah. Four fifth. Those four wow. cookbooks and one manual, How to Live Vegan, which is basically <laughs> a guide to uh, veganism and best practice within it. 
Okay, cool. And you've obviously gone into the supermarkets as well. Are there any other kind of collaborations that we should look out for? Anything exciting in the pipeline? I mean, we're really excited about Speedy Box, which has obviously just come out. Um, yeah. That's, that's our probably our most proud book. Someone even described it as our magnum opus, which I think <laughs> oh, wow. is your great work. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's so good. Uh, the recipes in there are amazing. We're still big on talking about that a lot at the moment. We're going to keep yeah. on doing what we do normally, which is um, yeah. putting out videos for free. Um, and also we've got a kind of live club that we're building called Watch Plus. And other than that, trying to get kind of delicious, accessible vegan foods to people in supermarkets. That's that's going to be big yeah. for us in 2021. <laughs> nice. And any favorite recipes from the book that you can divulge now? Um, yes i mean do you know what for a really quick like incredibly flavorful midweek dinner there's a thing called it's really simple it's a black olive pesto pasta and the, nice. the, the, the flavors are absolutely amazing and we do this really nice kind of um crispy crusty um sprinkle top which has got almonds and breadcrumbs so yeah oh goodness Ooh. that is for any pasta lovers out there you're gonna love it yeah i'm sold that sounds delicious <laughs> amazing and how about you as well um, I, I would say my favorite, no, the, right. I'm going to give you two, um, mm. on the speedy boss. My favorite two recipes from speedy boss would be, there is the Henry's 30 minute lasagna. Mm -hmm. It's mm. incredible. It's so fast. Um, it's, you wouldn't think you could make a lasagna in 30 minutes, but you really can. It's almost mm. more of a pasta bake, but it looks just like a lasagna. So delicious. Mm. So very flavorsome. And the other one would be Thiesby's tempeh toasty. That's a good one. You can tell about that one. Oh yeah, so it's got um, it's got like this sort of smoked cheese sauce. We turn tempeh into bacon using smoked paprika, maple syrup, soy sauce, um, and then it also comes with a really nice balsamic caramelized onion. So all oh, those together cool. um, in one sort of crunchy toasty. Oh, delicious! Incredible. Oh, and these are all really like comforting sounding dishes, which is what we need right now, right? In the winter months when it's pretty bleak. It's Blue Monday. I mean, I don't think it can get any bleaker than this. We're in lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for bringing so much joy to people's uh, to people's worlds with your cooking. It's wonderful. You're doing a great job. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you both on. Thank you so much. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Have you got any plans apart from the Peloton? Bike. Uh, we are. We're going to be uh, going to the supermarkets because we need to <laughs> buy some ingredients for the videos that we're going to film this week. And nice. obviously, this evening we're going live, aren't we? We certainly are with Callo. Yes. Uh, uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be doing two dishes. Um, one to make, like one is a black bean dip, which is um, with, with the sort of the thinking behind the design of the recipe was that everything within the dip is the sort of thing that will sort of hopefully make you a little bit happier with like beans yeah. or dark chocolate or chili um and then the other one is an energized uh, post gym salad which has got quinoa and sweet potato and um a whole bunch of other sort of tasty healthy things that will get you feeling energized yeah so we're really excited about that we're going to be doing that this evening we're um we're loving our live cook-alongs uh, at the yeah. moment and yeah we were, we were chatting to Callo and thinking about how we could try and improve blue monday for people uh, yeah. and so this is what we came up with we're hoping to get people eating good food that's you know natural tasty healthy but it's also going to get those good hormones good feelings flowing and yeah. we counteract what could be the worst monday on record yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's blue monday but it's also 2021 where everyone mm. feels like they've been in for a year we don't know what's happening so what better time for us to come together 
and try and lift people's spirits. Exactly. Yeah, it's wonderful. Can't wait to tune into that. Thanks so much, guys. Um, pleasure to have you on, as I said. And yeah, hope to meet you in the flesh one day. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> If you have any questions about today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com.